Alrighty, good morning. Good morning to those on Zoom. Lovely to have you with us and beautiful to be here in person. Love it so much. Um, I, I don't know if you've had this experience, but I've had it lots of times. I mean, it might have been because I... I um, when I was when I was pastoring churches, uh, people would often ask, kind of, what church you're part of. But but even even beyond that, I think probably lots of us have probably had this question when they say, "So what church do you go to?" And I say, "Well, I go to a vineyard church," and they're like, "What is that?" <laughs> we ever had that question? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a tough one, huh? And you know, and, and what what makes that different? And I, I usually end up with some. You know, even after all these years, some muddled answer of, well, well, it's a church that believes the Bible uh, and, and practices the same as most other churches, um, but it has high participation. Um, every, everybody gets to play, not just the pastors or the leaders. And if I'm talking with a, um, a Christian, uh, sometimes I'll kind of add, you know, and we, and we have this little saying that we're people of the presence, that we love the presence of God, that, that what we're looking for is what's God blessing and how can we put our hand to that? How can we be involved in that? And um, this, is, this verse, Exodus 33:14, has been a fundamental verse, a foundational verse for us, um, for, particularly for Vicky and I and, and, uh, in the early days of the vineyard here in New Zealand. Um, that my presence will go with you and I'll give you rest. And, the, and this thing of presence and, and rest has been something that's been really important to us. It's, it's marked who we are and, and the kind of things that, that we do as churches, that, that we're, we're not trying to work hard for God. We're, we're trying to rest and, and, and share with what he's doing, to, to cease from, from making things happen and just longing to let God have his church. And again, um, I, I'm not a big one for uh, mission statements and all that kind of stuff because I, I tend to think they get stuck on the wall somewhere or in some document and, and, com- and completely ignored until there's another great adventure to uh, let's redo our mission statement. Um, but for what it is this, is, this has been the urban mission statement for a long time. It's developing followers of Jesus through authentic kingdom living, um, which, is, which is obscure enough to make you kind of go, I wonder what on earth that means. Um, what were those? What were those founders thinking when they came up with that? Uh, they must have, uh, you know, must have been really late at night, and they just kind of, we've got to get something. Uh, let's just let's just pull some random words down. But but I think you know it says this that our our vision as a church has always been to see the people of of our city and nation become followers and worshippers of Jesus, and and we figured that the that the best thing we have going for us is us. And our relationship with God, that, that it's just our kingdom living, just this, this thing of, of saying, well, I'm not living for myself, but I'm living for him. And, um, and, and, and that becomes a compelling presence. That becomes something that, that is most attractive to people. Again, you know, one of, the, one of the things, one of the statements we've sort of bandied around a lot has been this, that God's called us to be a non-anxious presence in the middle of a city that's filled with anxiety. That, that his invitation for us is to be like an oasis, to be a, to be a, to be a centre where, you know, we've often said to people, what, what do you feel when you walked in here for the first time? And often people will say, I, I felt like I could just relax. I, I felt like I could be myself. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't have to pretend to be anything. And so we're, you know, we're, we're a people of faith and hope and love. And, and our dream is to grow as a community in our love for God and for each other. It's, it's, that, it's a simple thing, you know. And, and in a sense, every church has this. 
And, and it's good for us to remind ourselves that this is what we're about, that, that we're hoping to, to uh, just love people so much that they stop and ask why. You know, I think that's our, it's always been our evangelism program, is to love people so much that they ask why. And, and that we get a chance often to speak about, about Jesus. Um, and then the third thing, this, this sounds like a vision talk, but it's not really a vision talk. It's just I'm sort of doing some preliminary stuff to, to bring us into just the thing that I want to talk about this morning. Um, because next week, Emma's going to kick us off on a whole new series. So we finished, we finished the series on Mark two weeks ago. We talked about Pentecost last week. And this is just an opportunity for us to do a thing that we've tended to do every year, although we haven't done it since 2019, I do believe. <laughs> been a couple of things that have sort of happened that have blocked this um but but we've had this we've had this we used to call it the death star and then we we decided we should probably call it the life star um but but it's you know god's at the center and we find ourselves surrounded by our city and and we just have this simple strategy that we want to help people connect and 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 once they feel connected to participate and, and if and if they so feel to lead uh, you know, we think that leadership is, is a thing that actually all of us do, whether we realize it or not. We are all leaders. We're all influencing. And that's all that leadership is. Leadership is just influencing. And, and so we have this kind of process of connect, participate, and lead. And, um, and in a few moments, we have this, this little form that we're going to hand out. Um, those of you who are on Zoom... <laughs> I don't know how that translates. Not well at all, I bet. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Enjoy. I'll hold it here while you fill it in. <laughs> All right. Um, but we can, we, we've done this, uh, you know, once a year just to, just to kind of remind ourselves of what it means to, to, to live this kind of life, to be part of this church. And, and it's, so just a practical exercise, we'll fill the form in. Uh, there's, no, there's no pressure to fill anything in. You can you can uh, you can just leave it blank and pass it back. But we'd love we'd love to talk about it a little bit. Um, and, and what I want to talk about leading into this is I want to take a, a brief look at this thing of participation as a Christian practice. That is, I think it's really precious to us as a church that everybody gets to play. That that, that that there is you know to the best of our ability, we're always trying to squash hierarchy. That, that it's meant to be all of us together serve Jesus. You know, he's the king, no one else is the king, and, and we get to serve him. So to, so to talk about this thing of participation as a practice, um, Rachel just led us so beautifully in, in communion, and communion is this amazing thing. It, it's, it's one of those things that every Christian can participate in. And there's a lovely verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verses 16 through 18. It says, is, is this not the cup? Of thanksgiving for which we give thanks. Sorry, it is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks. A participation in the blood of Christ. And as and as she led us, it was it was reminding us that we're participating in something that took place two thousand years ago. Something that's celebrated every week, possibly every day, by Christians around the world. Uh, and it goes on and says, because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all share the one loaf. Consider the people of Israel. Uh, do not those who eat the sacrifices participate in the altar? And one of the beautiful things, and I, I love the way that we celebrate communion. I know different churches do it differently, but we love it that from the youngest to the oldest, everybody gets to participate in this thing. And, and, and one of the interesting things about communion, I mean, it's, it's, this is not deep and profound, but, 
But it requires us to, to move our bodies and do something. We actually have to do something to participate in communion. And participation, you know, my, my fervent belief is that participation is a Christian practice that, that's often, often neglected. It requires us to, to celebrate communion. It requires us to get up, to, to, to take the, the bread or the, or the wafer and, and, uh, and to eat it, to take, to take the cup and to drink it. You know, it's, it's really interesting. My, I, I was probably a child convert in my, in my really early days uh, as a child um, and then lost my way as a teenager and I had my first encounter, my first memorable encounter with God as a 20-year-old in a, in a little Anglican church um, where, I, where I went with my then-girlfriend and um, she wasn't good enough. I wanted, I wanted a better one, so I, I found my Queen Victoria. Um, and, um, but I, I went to this little church and, and uh, kind of as, a, as someone who was open but not, not a participator. Not, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't signed up. You know, it's kind of like... I, I mean, it, I, I remember it from the faith of my childhood, but it, it's never really had much relevance to me. And as I ate the, the bread and, and drank from the cup, and that little, I, I mean, the, the whole service was incredibly unmemorable. But the moment I, I sipped that little cup of wine, it was like, I, I just, something just started melting inside of me. It, it, was, it was this encounter that I had with the Holy Spirit right back then. And, and at that moment, it was just a matter of weeks before I finally surrendered my life and, 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 and said, I want Jesus. You know, he's the most important thing in my life and I want him. And I, I want to live for him for the rest of my life. You know, and, and so it was, that, it was that simple thing of participation. Again, there's, there's some more mysterious verses about participation in the Scriptures. And, and uh, Peter, Peter seems to talk quite a bit about it. And in 2 Peter chapter 1, the ver- first 11 verses, um, Simon Peter, a servant, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, have received a faith as precious as ours. That, that's us. So we're, he's, he's addressing that to us even though we, we didn't exist at that time. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that by them you may participate in the divine nature. Isn't Isn't that the wildest pairing of words? That we might participate in the divine nature. And friends, we are participants in God's nature. It's an amazing thing. Uh, Having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. And he says, and for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But if any of you do not have them, you are nearsighted and blind and have forgotten that you've been cleansed from your past sins. Therefore, brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And this, this, 
this phrase about participating in the divine nature is a wild thing. You know, we're, we're a little bit nervous as Christians of people who, are, who, who kind of just see God in everything. You know, that, that, you know, the animals are God and the plants are God. You know, I mean, we're, we're nervous of pantheism. You know, we're, we're nervous of, of God. If God's everything, God's nothing. You know, and so, and so we, we recognize that, we, that he's creator and we're created. We're created beings. And, and we're two very different things, you know. One, one, one originates and, and one responds. And, and we're, we're always responders. And yet in this verse here, he says that, that we're called to participate in the divine nature. It's amazing. And, you know, I, I think the heart of it means this, that, um, that when we receive, when we give our lives to Christ, there's something very real that goes in. In another place, Paul talks about the word uh, being like a seed that comes into us and, and grows and, and produces fruit. Um, I, I've, I sort of I, I read I read wide, widely and it's it, it's fascinating. I've read a little bit around this whole thing of uh, you, you may wonder why, but um, but I, I've read what happens when people uh, receive a transplanted heart. And one of the things that that, that you know it's a, it's a it's a um, not a solid science, let me say, um, but, it's a, but it's a science that's being studied, is that oftentimes people, people who have received someone else's heart actually start having different memories. They, 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 they find themselves remembering things and, and liking food that they never liked before, uh, recognising fragrances that they didn't recognise before, that there's, that there's something about memory when another heart is put inside that person. You know? Um, it's a it's a fascinating field, and it's a field that's that's kind of a, a, a growing field, but a you know, but a one of those fields you kind of go, oh, that's interesting. Not what I'm talking about this morning, but, <laughs> but fascinating nonetheless. But but just it's it's like, but we've received the heart of God put in us by the Holy Spirit. That's amazing, you know that that we've become participators in the divine nature. He's put he's put something of himself. Inside of us, no wonder we have different desires. No wonder we long for different things. No, no, longer, no wonder we're drawn to each other. Because there's something, there's a, we've been given a family heart. It, it's, an, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And, and he says, you know, so, so having, having, um, having been given these promises, having been given this new heart, having been given the seed that's producing inside of us, uh, we, we get to participate in the divine nature. We get to be like God. We get to act like him. We, we get to long for the things that he longs for, to do the things that he longs for us to do. And, and then he says, and for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. And, and, and the list there is very reminiscent of Paul's list of the fruit of the Spirit. Last week we looked at the gifts of the Spirit, the nine gifts of the Spirit. And this week it's the nine fruit of the Spirit. You know, uh, Paul says... Um, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. It's just, you know, and if you have these things, you don't have to worry about, I, you know, I mustn't sin, I mustn't do something wrong, I must, I must be so careful about what I do, because those things are leading us. And that's what it means, it's, it's to, it's, we participate in his nature. You know, the, the success and the very point of our lives on this earth is to be participators in the divine nature, to be like him, to, to, be, to be Jesus to our circle of friends, to be Jesus in our workplace, 
You know, I mean, he was always limited by, by his physical body. He became one of us in order to save all of us. And then he sent the Holy Spirit. So everywhere we went, there'd be representatives of himself. It's, it's an amazing thing. You know, and, and, and on the other hand, it's just incredible that, that he, can, he, he can achieve such a thing. And, and just, you know, when, when I think about myself, I think about myself as a fragile human being who has a propensity to wander. You know, that, that it's so easy to, you know, to be, you know, like, like a, you know, like a Kia. Oh, that's shiny. That's really interesting. <laughs> and, and just to be distracted by so many things, you know. And yet he's forming this inside of us. You know, we have a tendency to do the wrong thing. And yet that nature calls us back to him constantly. And there's not only that about participation as a Christian practice. There's, there's another part, of this, and this is not a complete uh, listing of all the things that we participate in. But again, Peter in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse uh, 12 through 17, uh, Peter says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery ordeal that's come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. <clears throat> If you're insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. For the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. And if you suffer, it shouldn't be as a murderer or a thief or any other kind of criminal, or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed. But praise God that you bear that name, for it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And again, Paul says the same thing, the same theme in Philippians 3, verses 10 and 11. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings. It's never been one of my favorite scriptures. The first bit is, the second bit is not. I want to know the power of his resurrection. Yeah, baby. Fellowship of his sufferings. Yeah, someone else can grab that bit. I'm good with the first bit. Um, but somehow attaining to the resurrection of the dead. You know, the reality is this, that there's some things that are only formed in the place of suffering. <clears throat> and, it's, and it's natural to want to avoid suffering, but the reality is that, that we're doing our best to walk the kingdom life in a fallen world. And it's naturally going to cause suffering. We're naturally going to find ourselves going against the flow so many times. You know, we live amongst pain. And lament is, a, is an important part of our practice. You know, and oftentimes, it's, you know, different ones among us have, have led us to, to, to contemplate the scriptures. Often it's, often it's for that moment of lament. You know, we're, we're, a, we're a people that don't really like pain. You know, we'll, we'll, we medicate ourselves against pain. And yet it seems that, that pain and, and suffering is actually really important. It's a Christian practice that we be part of this. <clears throat> So, so the, the reason I, I want to talk about this participation thing is, is we, you know, I, I mean, this could sound very manipulative and I, and I certainly don't want it to be like that because I think participation is, is when someone asks, like I say, right at the beginning, if someone asks us what's, what's, what's the characteristic of, of Urban Vineyard, I'd always say participation. You know, that, that's what marks us out. Everyone, everyone gets involved. You know, they can be as involved as much or as little as they want, but it's always about participation. It, it's, you know, we're, we're not slick. You know, we're... You know, hey, we don't have to laugh out loud. <laughs> we know it, but... <laughs> but, but my goodness, 
we are participants. You know, we do get to participate. Um, so we're going to talk about this thing, uh, this, this little form. I, I want to I pull us back to this thing of participation in a moment. But just one more, one more graphic. This is from last week. Um, we were talking about the, that one of, the, one of the beautiful things that we get to uh, involve ourselves in is, is to get on the advancing edge of the kingdom, to be on that place where the kingdom of, the kingdom of light is hitting the kingdom of darkness, where, as the scriptural terms, is that the advancing edge of the kingdom is touching this present evil age. And, and, and while we're on that point, there's, there's, there's just this swirl of Holy Spirit activity. And so the most important thing we can do is to find ourselves on that advancing edge. You know, it's, it's where the fun is. It's where the pain is also. But it's where the participation is. And, and, and just adding one more thing, it's the, the, the up and and out. Is, again, it's been one of those things that we've kind of used as a, I can't remember what the technical term is, but, a, you know, a, um, uh, no, it's a senior moment. Um, but but, this, but we look at, we look at the, the thrust of, of our lives in three different directions. You know, part of what we're what focusing on is our relationship with God. It's, it's, the, it's the up. A part of it is, is how do we do relationship with one another? How do we, how do we serve one another? Um, Paul had another beautiful thing at the end of Galatians where he says, so do good to everybody, but especially to the household of faith. You know, it says, you know, love everyone, but really love the people that are part of your family. You know, and so there's this, there's this part of our, part of our um, focus is that we, that we give ourselves to serving those that are part of this church. And then the out part is serving our city and, and, and beyond. And so when we think about, you know, how do we do church? What kind of church is this? It, it, it's a church that, that tries every Sunday to have these three aspects happening. There's, there's the up aspect of, you know, as Matthew and James led us so beautifully in, in worship, that songs curated for us to take our eyes off ourselves and put our eyes on him. Uh, you know, that, that, again, as Rachel led us in, in communion, it was to take our eyes off us initially and put our eyes on him and then notice who else is coming to the table and realize these are the people that, that my life is, is hidden amongst. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And that, it would, and that it wouldn't just stop with us, but, but we'd be giving ourselves outwardly. I think last week we talked about um, you know, some of the things that, that are important in terms of uh, serving, this, serving city mission. You know, some of the things that, that we're invited to, uh, to, to give. We, we talk a lot about biblical hospitality. Now one of the things, you know, before, before we pass out this form, one of the things that I've been really grateful for over the course of my Christian life has been this. That from the very beginning I've been invited. I've been invited into something. Um, you know, what, I'd only been a Christian, I think, for a couple of weeks before someone invited me to, to tell my testimony. And at that point, I was kind of like, my testimony is like 14 days. <laughs> yeah, not, not a lot's happened. And they just like, well, just tell us, tell us, what, tell us what you've experienced. And, and over the years, it's, it's just constantly been, you know, uh, uh, there's been an invitation to participate, and I've taken that advantage, I've taken advantage of that opportunity. You know, I, I mean, I, I played, I, I play guitar averagely, but at the beginning I played guitar poorly. And, and yet people still said, we'd love you to play the guitar and lead us in some songs. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> you going to participate in the sufferings at this moment. <clears throat> um, 
You know, but, but over and over again, you know, uh, you know teach what you've learned. Uh, you know, my, my life has been this, this constant thing of just saying yes to invitation. Just saying, yeah, I'll give it a go. I, I'm, not the, I'm certainly not the world's best. See, I, I guess I, the reason I'm telling you this is I know that I'm thoroughly average. But I also know this, that when I put my hand into his hand in partnership and into the invitation of a family like this, my, my subpar abilities suddenly become magnified. It, it, it's, it, it no longer just relies on me. It's us. You know, it, it's us. And, and joining my Christian family in participation, average is magnified and multiplied. And I've seen it over and over and over again. And, and, and you know, and that's that's why we do this slightly annoying thing that we do every, you know every three years, <laughs> depending on you know plus or minus pandemics, you know. But but every year we kind of go. Let's take a, let's take another another moment just to pause and to think about what what do I want to do in terms of up and out. You know, what do I want to do in terms of making this the most beautiful place for people to experience, and um, and and what do I want to do sort of during the week. You know, it's, there's, there's so many things that we can be involved. Maybe, maybe um, I'm, oh, Emma, thank you. Um, we're going to pass those out and, um, and also some pens. And like I say, <clears throat> feel absolutely free not to do anything. You know, this is, this is not compulsory. And you know, certainly Shindar and Lai Chan, you, uh, you, you probably won't be able to, if you fill these things in, we're going to be deeply disappointed in you. <laughs> um, but what we'd, love, what we'd love for you to do is just, is just think about, is there something in here that I would love to do that could, that could make Sundays easier? Um, you know, I, I think one of, the, one of the wonderful things about participation is that you move from being a visitor to being one of the family. That you move from being an outsider to an insider. It's a, it's a funny thing, you know, it's kind of like... Um, I don't know, there's something, I, I've, I've always found over the years that the moment that I sort of become a team member, my, my sense of ownership for things just, just gets so much higher. There's, there's this sense of, I, I love that I get to do this. I love that I get to invite other people in. You know, I, I was once a nervous visitor, and, and now I just feel like, oh, you know, I, I, I'm loving this. <clears throat> And I know those words of outsider and, and you know, insider, they're not, they're not our favourite words. They're, they're sort of, you know, they're pejorative words in lots of ways. But the reality is this, that, 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 when, you, that when you become a, a, a server, when you, when you serve the coffee, you're, you're, you're being part of this invitational thing. When, when, you're, you know, when you're playing an instrument, you're, you're serving this family in such a, such a rich way. When you, when you are... Um, you know, when you're telling a story, when you're teaching something from the scriptures, when you're welcoming someone at the door. Um, so, so just looking at this form here, there's a whole lot of things there that we try to just kind of have this, this broad areas that we'd love to invite people to, to participate in. And, you know, and in one sense, it's not that we're desperate. You know, life, life is good. And, and yet at the same time, we actually think that serving is really good for us. It's, 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 how, it's how we become family. And, um, and, and if there's something on those lists, for the, there's, a, there's one list that's for Sundays, things that really make Sunday hum here. You know, and there's, and there's aspects that we haven't quite got to yet. I mean, I mean, coffee and food was always such a big thing for us, but it's sort of become a, 
it's become a slightly nervous area at the moment. But but there'll be a time when when that machine will be cranked back up again, and um, you know, and and, and th- again, it's just things happen over food, things happen over coffee. That's amazing. And then there's a bunch of things that you can do during the week as well. Uh, and then if, if none of those areas, you kind of go, nothing in there is just singing in my, it's not, nothing there is making my heart sing, just, just write down what you would love to do. And I, chances are there's going to be someone else that loves that same thing. But, but the important thing is this, is just to think about, you know, how do I, how do I become a participant? Because this church is all about participation. You know, the reality is that this church doesn't have any... Uh, None of, the, none of the leadership team are, uh, are, are paid professionals here. Uh, in fact, we're not paid. Um, and and we, all, we all are volunteers too. And, and we're stretched in some areas. And we kind of figure that there are areas that other people could kind of put their hand up and go, I, I could so be involved in that area. And uh, we would love that very, very much. Um, one of the things that we're going to talk about next week are some of the groups that we are wanting, wanting to kick off with this new series. And, um, and a- again, you'll see in here that there's leading a midweek group or study or hosting a midweek group and study, running events. You know, there's, there's just so many things that you could, that you could kind of go, I, I don't know if it exists yet, but I think that's something I'd really love to do. So, all right. Well, I know this is, this is a kind of a super practical um, session this morning. But again, let me just bring it back to that deep sense of participation that we are participants in the divine nature, that he's amongst us. That he's, I, I don't know about you, but it just buzzes me out to think that, that each one of us has the Holy Spirit inside of us, bursting with life.